Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And today we're going to be taking a look at uh, Vampirella, issue number one of the classic Warren persuasion. But first, got to let you guys know that Jimmy and I are going to be on the road to touch in uh, October of 2022. From the 6th to the 9th, we're going to be in Columbus, Ohio at uh, Cartoon Crossroads Columbus. We are going to do some, uh, I think we got some panels and stuff that we're going to do as well as signing bringing all our comics around there uh, at the end of the month baltimore comic-con october 28th through 30th is uh the that's the birthplace of cartoonist kayfabe man me and jimmy went out there and during the whole road trip just kept selling the idea to jimmy that youtube is the next place that we need to go uh jimmy will be flying solo october 22nd at jacksonville public library at a zine and comic book festival he's going to be the man of the hour at that festival doing uh some presentations and interviews and stuff in front of the crowd so if you're in town make sure you do not miss that i also want to draw your attention to uh the fact that red room trigger warnings trade paperback is going to be in stores september 2022 that's next month but we need your orders in right away Final order cutoff is Monday, and we need to know how many of these things to uh, print up and get out there into the universe. Uh, please like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. Got to mitigate that kayfabe effect, man. When we're talking about comics that might be a little rare, close to out of print, they usually become out of print by early afternoon, midday. And the people who get those videos earliest get uh, their dibs on the cheapest copies that they can find online. And if you watch these videos to the very end, you're going to help us out a great deal by pushing our YouTube videos out to a wider audience. It helps us uh, increase our subscriber base, and it makes it possible for us to continue bringing you regular video coverage here on the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Uh, without further ado, I guess I should probably give shouts to, uh, of all comic publishers, it's the good people at Diamond, uh, Dynamite, who just send us shit randomly sometimes. And this came in a package once. You know, a collection of the first seven issues of the Vampirella magazine. And uh, with this kind of evocative cover, looking through stuff, what should we do for an episode? Uh, it feels like a long time coming. Like, like we should have cracked open Vampirella number one quite a while ago, you know, when we, when we got our hands on this. I'd never read a Vampirella comic before in my entire life. Me either. And I had no idea what Vampirella was. This is an old Warren magazine, so we know Creepy Eerie. Uh, probably first joined was like Famous Monsters of Filmland, and call me crazy for assuming that Vampirella was a comic book about Vampirella. No, she's like a third horror host at this era. They gave you a little comic about about her. Don't snooze on the Frazetta cover. That's if true. you're gonna if you're gonna launch a a, uh, a a sexy book like this, man, that's the way to do it, right? Frank Frazetta with a with a very iconic uh, cover, and you know you think about Vampirella's sort of staying power. Yeah, this is how you do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a you come out of the gate with Frank Frazetta, absolutely uh, imagining your your character for everybody. You you said the right words right there, out of the gate. James Warren, I don't know much about the man, but. When we talk wrestling talk, hot shotting. What is hot shotting, Jimmy? You like uh, guys get ready to sell a territory, so he gets a bunch of big namers in the territory, builds up the audience, sells the territory for a profit, and then when the person who buys it runs the next show, it's a fucking dud. James Warren hot shots his his mags, dude. The first dozen, twenty issues of all those mags, he's paying Reed Crandall to do some strips in there. He's paying Frank Frazetta to do covers, but those those monies start to diminish uh, as the 
as the months and years go by. Great talent comes from those later issues, no doubt. But he's getting them at the cheapest rates. <laughs> he is not getting superstars on late period stuff. But he is absolutely he hot shots his stuff at the at the jump. This is always the formula for comics, though, is yes. you load up that cover, and and there are entire publishers that make their money just from the uh, basically only even paying the cover artist. Uh, Look, that's where that's where it's at. Load up the issue, my friend. This is a cool issue. I, I as you had mentioned, Ed, haven't read the, any Vampirilla, and you can see it just from the artist in this issue. Like that's a really good list of artists kind of cool to see Mike Royer as, uh, as an artist because this is I think 69 is the publication date so he's getting ready to go join forces with Jack Kirby for that uh, that Kirby 70s DC run maybe already working with him the only cat we don't know man is Tony Tallarico and, and he even shows up in a in kind of a strong way uh, in, a, in a lot of ways man Billy Graham could this be the earliest Billy Graham works it, it's the earliest that I that I'm aware of seeing him Yes, and then uh, the the writers of this issue nobody to sneeze at either, man. Nick Cuddy, he was he, I think he drew uh, wrote some of those uh, Charlton books, mm -hmm. like the stuff that Toth Toth yep. drew. Don Glut, I feel like sticks around at Warren a whole lot, and Forrest J. Ackerman, that's Uncle Forey, dude. That's the creator of Famous Monsters of Filmland, right? And he's he's the he's the opening salvo of this comic, the actual Vampirella story, and uh, shades of Russ Meyer. You know, like there's this whole era, like that kitsch era, right? Russ Meyer's the right name to drop right here. Yeah, yeah of just what absolutely. Do you, what do you call it? it's 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 the boomer stuff that is edging towards the naughty, but you can't quite get there fully yet. Yeah, it's really that that's such an evocative name to to sort of describe what this stuff is. It's a lot of teasing, but teasing with these shapely women and um that's what this comic turns out to be, right? It's <laughs> totally. just a bunch of sexy women stories would be like the theme of it. Yeah, she's a horror host. Weird. Um but Tom Sutton on art here and Tom Sutton a guy who's done a ton of art feels a little different than most of the Tom Sutton I'm used to seeing. Former Wally Woodish. Yeah, a lot of Wally Wood. You know, he's really try, trying hard at, the, at that level. And very attractive. This is a nice reproduction in this uh, in this one, too. It looks good on uh, glassy paper, these these works. Very man. sharp lines. I don't know how they put this together, but good good job on the restoration. Absolutely, man. Uh, so this is an origin story of, of Vampirella. And, it can, dude, you know Danzig. I mean, this is porno for, yeah. for, for Danzig. <laughs> right. You know, a big titty chick with black fucking bat wings. Breaking some rules here by having your stack of panels instead of your tall vertical, so you got to have the arrows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just inventing the rules. Like, this is just such... It feels like, you know, Uncle Forey, he is what he is, but he ain't no comic writer. It's a weird story. This is some some planet where uh, there, there's blood instead of water, pretty much, and it's starting to dry up, so uh, our, our vampires that live there... They are thirsting for more of this blood, and conveniently, we have a uh, crashed spaceship. Yes. The Arthur Clark. Where where are your uh, influences on your sleeve, by the way? Right. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but there's more of your Wally Wood. Absolutely. Ed. It looks like a straight-up crib. Yes. I uh, remember somewhere, it, it literally might be episode one of Cartoonist Kayfabe, Wizard number one, where they did a little piece on like ha Halloween comics or horror comics, and they were talking about Oh no, it wasn't wizard number one. It was my first wizard, number 37, where they did uh, a horror uh, sort of thesis. And they were talking about Vampirella. 
and they talked about this origin in there so when i'm reading this i'm like oh yeah this is from that and like just pay, just like issues later or something they give her a completely different origin and they keep changing her origin a whole bunch now i this is the first vampirella comic i ever read it's 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 funny how you, like we you have black spots right like in, in your comics education but you can't know it all and uh we're autodidactic type motherfuckers here like we're nobody's telling us to read anything so i never thought to read any of this shit and just assumed that vampirella was a comic about vampirella and i put out to the audience like does it become that because she's such a cool looking character like why would you not want to see her on every page and i felt slighted actually because, <laughs> because i just wanted to see like to read the adventures of vampirella not not like ec flavored stories like any kind of creepy eerie story with the difference being that you know she's a horror host and it there's some chicks involved in you know in in these these issues what did the crowdsource come back with no Does no no no, no. The... like like what i'm saying is i'm putting it out right now oh gotcha yeah yeah i'm curious about that as well because obviously like there's been so many comics with vampirella on the cover and i think those 90s issues it's that, just her those had to be yeah that's just her living her life off of planet draculon <laughs> doing what she does here goes your billy graham yes and it's a lifeboat right so this is a ridiculous story talk about prejudice man <laughs> they take the one guy that looks like bela lugosi meets christopher lee meets, meets <laughs> boris karloff they kill that motherfucker first because yes. people are showing up with like little uh, vampire track marks in their necks they're like oh we know what that is yeah, absolutely. So it starts off like, uh, what was that? Uh, was it called Lifeboat? I think the, so. the, the Hitchcock, the Hitchcock movie. Yeah. And it has that great suspense. Like one of these people's is the traitor. And of course, make that guy the most suspicious looking cat. He the looks most like ethnic. a vampire. Like, yeah, he totally does. Totally like a vampire here. I think he even has like fangs in that drawing. Yeah, it's all those guys. <laughs> Barnabas. Like, like it's, all, it's, it's all those dudes. So they're like, fuck this guy. But that doesn't solve the problem. I love the orientation. Dude, it creates that rocking boat absolutely kind of energy did we just see something that had this kind of uh i feel like i called out a panel page layout like this recently i love it i think it's so effective this thing of just taking your regular comic book style page and and rotating it five or ten degrees looks super cool sure sure i'm shocked that i haven't done this or i haven't seen this done a whole bunch of times but here it has storytelling value because you are in a rocking lifeboat exactly and it makes just so much perfect sense so killing bela lugosi doesn't stop the vampire attacks. Didn't solve a damn thing, man. Cause, and and by the way, this is all in one night, so like everybody seems to be able to agree to go to sleep at the exact same moment and in enough time to, for somebody else to get pierced with vampire fangs, and then they get woken up again. So none of these people are getting into REM sleep. <laughs> it, it could that could be why they're so crabby and just uh, prejudice against, you know, Eastern European Romanian looking. Transylvanians. I love that everybody's fully clothed too, and our and our uh, our girls in a bikini. Yeah, you gotta be. And then when we get into fight scenes, I mean, we have as much ground as we need to like land our blows and stand up and shit. Uh, so there it is. The vampire keeps rocking. She's the last one. As you read a comic called Vampirella, you're like, okay, obviously it's the chick who's the vampire. But guess what, dude? You would be wrong because. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it was, uh, it was the, the the boat. It was the lifeboat all along, Ed. Yes. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous drawing. How is this issue one? That should be like issue one hundred and thirty-seven. 
<laughs> we're jumping the shark and it's the second story how about like just in terms of edit editorialism like you don't start off with reed crandall yeah i i can't explain it but this is a really pretty looking story yeah i do like the art for the most part throughout this I, issue. absolutely yeah i think most of it looks really good and i like this story how much open panels there are because it's a, it's set in the uh in the north snow. in the yeah. snow covered north so you get a lot of white on the page and, and it looks good. Makes for a good-looking page. Crandall was sharp with his creepy stuff. Like, he was good at EC time, no doubt, man. But his his skill just it just increased. Yeah, and uh, our issue here, there's a werewolf on the prowl. Yeah, man, so we handled vampirism. Check. Now we're in werewolf we, mode. We, we handled lifeboats. Check. I'm starting to... <laughs> I'm starting to... Uh, become suspicious of every woman I see <laughs> in these fucking comics. Yes. You know? He has to go to the Holy Man to get a couple silver bullets. Yeah. And the Holy Man's like, oh yeah, we handle this all the time, dude. <laughs> because we dealt with Loop Guru once. Right. That's some unreferenced hair, by the way. That's a heck of a mullet. That is a mullet. Yeah. He references so much, but I think he's kayfabing some hair. Really nice line work for black and white stuff. Like Master of texture, dude. Yeah. Master of texture. So our our lass is declothing. Being drawn by something, by that full moon. But here's our twist, dude. We're going to see two sets of tracks. Uh-oh. And? <laughs> Uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes look human. <laughs> Imagine that in a John Landis movie. Jeez. And she's been cheating on her man with a wolf man wow <laughs> i like the playful vampirillas throwing snowballs <laughs> <laughs> so horror host dude this is what you got to do neil adams coming up with a story now in pencil yeah how about this this is really fun to see a lot of the side of the pencil in some of the rendering i feel like uh re i remember reading somewhere and it could have just been tongue-in-cheek but it was uh neil adams and we did thrill kill which was from a warren publication creepy or eerie um but uh, i remember reading him say something like what james warren was paying was good but he couldn't even afford he couldn't afford my inks like so he got pencil i like it it's nice for an anthology because it's different mm -hmm. and, and it, it's always cool to see like like neil it's a different way to look at some neil adams art and it's a move that they're going to make you know like you're going to eventually you're going to get ink wash strips depending on what the artist mm -hmm. feels and so now this is a namora is that a namor sister yeah <laughs> <laughs> and an atlantean emerges from the sea and uh quickly sweeps this guy under her spell she's fleeing from the other atlanteans and uh you can guess that they're gonna come calling yes look at them dude that's good that's good storytelling yeah not too bad he loves those upshot he's so good at mm -hmm. it because it's so hard to do and when you figure out when you learn it like he's schooling everybody like yeah. dude, i'm gonna put an option on every page fuck all you yeah and he's quickly uh sub subdued by her and uh gonna do whatever it takes to protect her and so whenever our atlantis guys show up he's fighting for her life to no avail it's neat to see some of this stuff like those legs I, you know i wonder the techniques that he's doing you know is that light box is that being projected on there because it's it's pretty simple drawing you don't see like construction lines on a lot of that stuff if you're reproducing pencil it's got to be relatively clean yeah and the stuff that's not clean like look at that is he he's putting white media on there 
I've I've seen I've seen that done, man. Where like people will put like uh, um, Conte, uh, not Conte, but just uh, pro white okay. and spatter pro white on top of pencils. That seems tough, you know. I guess you couldn't draw with it, but splatter would work. Yeah. Otherwise, you end up smudging that graffiti and get some kind of gray mess. And this is weird. Like at first, like without reading the captions, I thought like what's happening is. Well, he's been down there a while. Like, he just is discovered that he's Atlantean himself. But no, he's toast, right? Right. Like, that's the deal? He's just a dead guy? Mm-hmm. He swam down and just kept swimming? Yeah. Dude, when you were a kid, did you ever do that thing, man, where you're, like, at the bottom of the 10-foot, and you you stayed down there a little too long, and then you kind of rushed to get up? You ever do that? Oh, yeah. Torture, right? That's the scariest times of my life. <laughs> Isn't that why you do it? <laughs> That's why you do it the second time. I guess, yeah. Shame <laughs> on me, right? Shame on you the first time. This is Mike Royer, and I think it's beautiful. I Absolutely. love seeing his stuff. Like, some of these kind of hatches, man. Wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like... I mean, I have no idea, right? I got that James Warren biography. I haven't cracked it open yet. I scooped it up because that shit was out of print, yeah. and I found a copy, and I'm like, fuck, I need, I need this because I'll never see it again. And I never have seen it again, but I haven't cracked it open and read it. But it looks like, if I was to diagnose what I'm seeing, it looks like James Warren has a certain amount of money that he's paying top talent, and a certain amount of money where he's getting new guys. And this, because this feels un, like unrefined fanzine art, mm -hmm. but still cool. And I think this is Royer lettering. Yeah. Looks like his lettering to me. It's really crisp. I like this. I like the look of this story quite a bit. Doesn't look like they solidified. Like when they started no. doing this, everybody invented their Vampirella costumes. Good skull. Uh, story here, it's witch. A witch was uh, burned at the stake, put a curse on the family that was responsible. And so this woman who is babysitting a kid is kind of like the last in the bloodline. And you can see our, uh, our burn witch victim spirit hovering over her. Yeah. Look at these guys, man. <laughs> Costagon. Yeah. And Penny Century. Totally. Wow. <laughs> a little dickoism in there. A lot of dicko, yeah. I like this the the brush kind of ink marks behind there are really interesting to me. Don't Do, see those kind of marks much. Doing that Marvel gimmick, man, where you gotta put some other books in the line yeah. into your strip. Can't argue with that. And then of course you gotta This is the worst piece of trash I've ever seen. <laughs> blasphemy of the eyes that's what it is how could the parents fill their child's minds with such garbage i love that blasphemy of the eyes <laughs> cornet would call that the drizzling shits yes in yes, today's world but blasphemy of the eyes is good stuff you know the lettering like like you see it in sound effects is very well integrated throughout this is pretty nice too like the exterior shot and the ghost and the house all the lighting. You know, this is when, when lighting was a huge consideration. And some of these panels like this, I see stuff like Dan Clowes. You know, and I'm not saying this is an influence on Dan Clowes. I'm saying, like, good black and white illustration and cartooning. But, I mean, that's a really great little composition. Yeah. Good drapery. But there is, like, a, the unrefined fanzine there is. piece of it that that I quite... I, I chase comics I that like have that. I like that stuff, absolutely. And that, I swear to God, that's Batboy and Rubin. <laughs> like, he cribbed fucking Batboy and Rubin from Mad 5 or 6 or 7. That's hilarious. For that piece right there. Love seeing the eight-panel grid, the Stray Bullets grid. Absolutely. Look how good that looks. Here at Cartoonist Kayfabe, we aren't just making videos about comics. We're making comics themselves, and we've got some big releases coming up this fall. 
Ed Piscor's Red Room Trigger Warnings. Collecting the second season of Red Room is available in stores in September, but you can pre-order that now wherever you order books or comics. You want to pick that up now in time for the uh, Christmas rush because the way printing and paper shortages are, you want to make sure you pre-order this book to make sure you don't miss out because once these are gone, it may take a minute or two to get the reprints and you don't want to be stuck this holiday season without it. My Hulk Grand Design book, the retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, will be in stores in December in time for Christmas. Again, you need to pre-order that book now. Let Marvel know how many of these things to print. This is the best book that I have made. Marvel let me design this book. It's going to be a big, oversized, neon green book that you will want to add to your collection. Put a red bow on it, stick it under the Christmas tree for the Hulk fan in your life. And Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive from Image Comics has been out of print for almost a year. We'll be back in print by the end of August or early September. So... Put that on your pool list now at your local comic sh shop or online wherever you get books. And now back to our regular scheduled program. Okay, Fabers, tell us who this Tony Tallarico fella is. And we've seen different lettering treatments on every strip, which suggests that when you put a story together, like, you guys are responsible for the lettering on it. Yeah, I wondered about that. Because the Neil Adams one would be the one that feels weird to me. I can't picture Neil Adams. You know, maybe somebody in the studio yeah. lettering it. Uh, but I guess that's probably what... what is happening yeah that, that the artist is responsible one way or the other for it yeah yeah you've seen all different techniques and tools you know like this this is not we didn't see this in the comic but that is totally from how foster mm -hmm. prince valiant yeah tony tallarico I, I feel like i've seen that name somewhere but it's probably other warren books it's a good name yeah and now we're gonna get the uh, the alien sexy women. Yeah, dude. What was that Zsa Zsa Gabor movie, or was it Ava Gabor? Oh, I don't know. You know which one I'm talking about, man? It was like the chick, like the planet that was all chicks, and they take a dude up there. So that's what this is comic is based on. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this guy is uh, considers himself fancies himself a ladies' man, going out with different girls every night and really pushing himself on them. And uh, on the way home from a from getting rejected, gets picked up by a flying saucer full of sexy venetians <laughs> turns out they're robots they they keep rebuking his advances because uh he's for the queen right and we find out that they're robots and uh we find out the queen that queen looks like um a, a dan Klaus nightmare <laughs> it looks like a mad ball uh-huh <laughs> And now we have Anonymous. Such a dumb, like, O. Henry twist. You know, it's like all the the, the actual aliens ugly. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen that before. Um, so Anonymous draws this one. Yes, and I like this art. And I don't, I, I'm so curious, like, who the artist is. It looks like at times it's drawn very quickly, but so what? Like, I love her hair on this. It's very illustrative in the in the school of, like, stuff that Chaikin digs and mm -hmm. Klaus Janssen and that kind of thing. Where it's speedy. Um, a duo shade paper, right? Absolutely, without a doubt. But there's stuff there, you know, like like super quick. But then you, you know you got these reference faces, like straight from like a magazine, a cigarette ad on the back of a magazine. It right works there. well, and the story's kind of interesting. This guy buys a house, and there finds out the guy the previous owner was murdered in the house. And there's one room that whenever someone goes in, the room changes to reveal something about that person. Right. That seems like a wouldn't surprise me if that's a ripoff of some story or movie. Yeah. But also, like, feels very different than a lot of the stories previously in this issue. This art, like, down to the lettering, it feels like it was ripped from underground comics. Yeah. Uh, there's guys like Frank Stack, who did the uh, Adventures of Jesus, mm -hmm. Fulbert Sturgeon. His lettering was like that. Uh, but we don't have a credit for this artist. I'm, I'm super curious. 
this is wild. The yeah, reflection, the reflection on the side of the car and the scratchiness of that reflection. Yeah, showing the light in one of the rooms. It's not supposed to be on at this hour. Uh, fucking couple of brothers looking the exact same right there. Yeah, that's, a, that's no good. Playboy bunnies at the crib. Well, he's having a housewarming party, right? <laughs> a black tie affair party at his house. Look at that foreshortening. Yeah. Got to run up to that room and see what's happening. Yeah, it's just, it's a spot, like, total fisheye lens kind of thing. And there you have it, dude. It's just shades of fucking Sergio Aragones. It's just wild cartooning. It really is. Very very strange nearly editorial illustration kind mm -hmm. of marks this is the story that i was like looking at the most after uh after reading this this issue number one yeah i like it a lot i like the drawing style very lively but it also looks like it was done quick yeah and that lettering like you pointed out very different not 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 you know it's very loose almost gestural compared to the rest of it so there's your back uh your back inside cover man uh, imploring people to send loot away for subscriptions and in this case you actually they made good on their subscription now, there's over 100 issues of this fucking comic uh if this is like any of the other warren books that i ever had my hands on we're missing about 20 pages of uh tchotchke you are right yeah a lot of back issues available i i read a pdf of the uh i guess it's it was actually the the pdf i read was from like a 2000 something reissue mm -hmm. so it was like a five dollar cover price instead of 50 cents but it had the ads reprinted uh intact and um t at least 20 pages of them yeah every back issue you can imagine those posters like the jack davis frankenstein posters all of that stuff, Video man. Stuff. Just selling everything you could sell. Yeah, yeah. Like, from what I understand, like, James Warren, he, ha he had, like, a warehouse. He's some weird rich dude that was a fanboy and would just have this warehouse of, like, all this stuff. You know, he's, like, a proto, you know, those J.D. Spurlock guys or whatever, you know, that just, like, had all that fandom type shit. He was a nerd himself. And uh, th the, the style that he created, like, in the culture... It, it reaches very far, man. I mean, this stuff was inspiration for Stephen King. The Aurora model kits. Like, I, there was a Vampirella Aurora model kit. And, like, I think Uncle Creepy. And, mm -hmm. and, and that stuff would be hustled in the pages of this. Right now, if you go to your Barnes & Noble, I have no idea. I even went to the website of these fucking, this weird publisher called Warrant. W-A-R-R-A-N-T. And they somehow got access to and rights to use these Frazetta covers and shit. Like all the most popular covers from Creepy, Eerie, and Vampirella. And there are these reprint comics and they are not called Creepy, Eerie, or Vampirella. I forget what the Vampirella chick's name is. When you look inside the comic, you could see where they white out Vampirella and like put whatever her... Yeah. bullshit name is but it is the actual stories these a actual anthology stories with artists like new adams and frank miller doing i mean uh uh frank frazetta doing covers it's totally the warren work the publisher's called warrant the comic might be called like terror or yeah. something like that huh i have no idea what this shit is man but it's out there and it has distribution in barnes noble and how many barnes nobles are out there like it's got to be in the thousands and thousands of copies of this shit uh, is out there on a regular basis. I have no idea 
how that works. And it totally, I just randomly, just for no, no re, real reason, just killing time, went to Barnes Noble. I like to look at the magazine section. What do magazines look like today? And I saw those. No idea what that is. But th these have a life uh, on the stands right now today. Same format. That's so weird. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. That's interesting. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so my big question for the kayfabe audience, because I kind of glanced through the rest of these. and it That's all... a great page to just randomly turn to. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and it all does seem to be, look, Jeff Jones, uh, it all does seem to be just horror stories with, at some point, it doesn't even look like Vampirella's a fucking... Inter inter yeah, okay. <laughs> I like she's just laying there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at one point, did, do the comics become about her ever? Yeah, very curious about that. Because I feel like I would That's rather... Nice, look at the lettering on that. Grandinetti, dude, from the Golden Age of Comics. Like, I feel wow. like this motherfucker drew the cover of Action Comics 2. I like that drawing a lot. Yeah, old school cat, man. A lot of Mike Royer in these early joints, man. But there it is, man. Vampirella issue one underneath the microscope. I like that collection. Yeah, pretty well done. Pretty well done. Uh, Dynamite, they sent us a couple things, man. They sent us all the boys' comics and omnibus. They sent us a Frank Thorne artist edition, uh, Red Sonia. And they sent us this uh, Vampirella collection. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good to go. Yep. Okay, favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when uh, new vids are v available. What do you have out there, Jimmy? Time to pre order the Hulk Grand Design Collection. It's a big treasury oversized, like the Fantastic Four and X Men Grand Design Collections. Uh, about 40 pages of extra material in there. Best book I ever designed. So pre-order that now. It'll be out in December in time for Christmas. Pre-order it at your comic shop or online, wherever books are bought and sold, you can get it. And uh, do that now. Let Marvel know how many to print. Uh, because with reprints and paper shortages and all those shipping delays, now's the time to uh, make your voice heard and order Hulk Grand Design. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see more of my comics and art. Same deal. We have to know how many copies of Red Room Trigger Warnings need to uh, that we need to print up but beyond that, we need to put uh, that into practice next week. So we need your orders in by Monday at the very latest so that we know how many copies of these comics uh, to print up. Uh, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. There's going to be about 60, 70 extra pages of material in uh, the Trigger Warnings trade paperback uh, beyond the comics that were released in 2022. Lots of extra art. Hit my Instagram. You'll see some of that stuff. Uh, if you go to my Patreon, three bucks will get you to the archive there. You'll be able to read all of the Antisocial Network, all of Trigger Warnings, and you'll get a jump on everybody else, be able to read uh, the next round of Red Room Comics uh, well before it hits paper in 2023. I'm serializing that stuff now. Like I said, three bucks for the archive. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel. Jimmy, given those marching orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.